Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, December 30th, and we start with local news. A Santa Fe structure fire claimed a life this week. According to a press release from the Murray County Fire Department, at 8.19 p.m. on Wednesday, December 28th, Murray County Fire responded to a fire alarm activation in the area of Fly Road. Moments later, the call was upgraded to a structure fire with a victim trapped inside. First responders arrived on scene and reported heavy smoke pouring from the residence. Upon entering the residence, crews reported heavy smoke, active fire, and zero visibility. Firefighters attempted to locate the victim and began fire attack. With the assistance of multiple arriving units, crews were able to stop the flames and locate the victim. Despite intense efforts by the Murray County Sheriff's Department and Murray County firefighters, the victim was found deceased. Several Murray County Fire Department sheriff deputies and firefighters worked together and faced dangerous conditions to attempt the rescue. We want to recognize the efforts of all involved in the relentless attempt to help the victim. We send our deepest condolences to the family affected, stated Murray County Fire Department Public Information Officer Savannah Madison. As command of this incident, I want to share that we are deeply sorry to the victim of the family for the unexpected loss that occurred tonight. Our responders did all they could to try and change the outcome. A call like this is extremely hard for first responders and dispatchers alike, added Murray County Fire Department Captain Tommy Stanfill. At this time, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation is investigating the cause of the fire and the death. The Tennessee Valley Authority pledged to conduct a review of what led to unprecedented rolling blackouts across its service territory in the days before Christmas. The power generator apologized for the temporary plan to power outages, the first in the utility's 90-year history, and pledged corrective actions in a statement on Wednesday. This is not the way we want to serve our communities and customers, the statement said. We are conducting a thorough review of what occurred and why. The apology comes after government officials and leaders of local power companies dependent on TVA power criticized the utility for its performance during last week's winter storm that left tens of thousands of Tennesseans without power. TVA supplied more power than at any other time in its history on December 23rd, the first day of the storm, and experienced its highest ever winter power peak, the utility said. Energy demand was close to 35% higher than expected on a typical winter day, TVA COO Don Mool said on Friday. The freezing temperatures also forced some of TVA's gas and coal facilities to shut down. Because of the unprecedented strain on TVA's system, TVA asked the 153 local power companies on its system to reduce their power by as much as 10%. In many places, that reduction took the form of rolling blackouts, planned outages that reduced demand but left homes and businesses without power. The outages created frustrations across the state as families gathered for the Christmas holiday. More than 10% of electric customers in Tennessee were without power Saturday morning. In Nashville, where temperatures fell below zero for the first time since 1996, 50,000 people were without power on Friday. Mayor John Cooper called on the Tennessee Titans to cancel their noon game Saturday against the Texans, which eventually started an hour later than scheduled as 10-minute rolling blackouts hit every one to two hours in the city. TVA needs to invest in infrastructure to withstand extreme, extreme temperatures, Cooper posted on Twitter on Saturday. 
TVA gave Nashville Electric Service just an eight-minute warning about rolling blackouts on Friday, Cooper said. In Memphis, more than half the 200, I'm sorry, 422,000 customers of local power company Memphis Light, Gas, and Water experienced rolling blackouts. Following the blackouts, Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland said TVA was certainly not as reliable as they said they were. Wednesday's public apology comes after TVA CEO Jeff Lyish made similar comments to elected officials across TVA's seven-state service area during a conference call after the blackouts, adding that the utility should have had better communication with its local power companies. Have you always wanted to quit nicotine but never found something that works for you? Murray Regional Health is offering a free four-hour series to help. The nicotine cessation classes will meet on four Tuesdays in the new year, January 17th, 24th, 31st, and February 7th. Each class begins at 6 p.m. and will be held at Murray Regional Medical Center. The classes will meet in the private dining room near the cafeteria. Sharon Dobbins, a respiratory therapist and former smoker, will lead the sessions. Quitting cigarettes, vaping products, and smokeless tobacco may be the single most important thing a person can do to improve their health, said Dobbins. As a former smoker, I can personally relate to the challenges that come with trying to stop using tobacco products and encourage those who are trying to quit joining to quit to join this supportive group session, she said. According to the CDC, cigarette smoking causes more than 480,000 deaths each year in the United States. This is nearly one in five deaths. The article then states, even people who smoke fewer than five cigarettes a day can have early signs of cardiovascular disease. Smoking causes diminished overall health, increased absenteeism from work, and increased health care utilization and cost. Regardless of your nicotine choice, Murray Regional Health wants to help you on your journey to quitting. Advanced registration for the nicotine cessation program is requested so that course materials may be prepared. To register, visit www.murrayregional.com forward slash classes dash and dash events. Or you can call the number 931-840-4446. In today's world, it's no secret that keeping a privately owned restaurant going can be a tall order. But some find the secret to community success and longevity contains many ingredients, stellar customer service, great food, and decades of memories. But some chapters must come to an end, and such is the story for iconic 32-year Asian takeout eatery, Walk and Grill, and adjacent snow biz, Shaved Ice in Columbia. After serving loyal customers hot egg drop soup and stir-fry dishes over three decades, the owners of the popular restaurant, Han and Teresa Lowe, will close its doors on January 13th to spend more time with family. Since the closing announcement this month, customers have poured into the tiny, di- tiny dining area with a consistent line almost out the door, determined to enjoy some of their final meals at the location. Loyal longtime customer Will Brewer, former Brickhouse Barbecue General Manager, has been eating at the restaurant since he moved to Columbia in 1995. I remember summer date nights at the movies and going to get a Hawaiian shaved ice at the trailer across the street, Brewer said. It was the beginning of a tasty little Chinese place. Walk and Grill has always been a place for a great meal at a great price, he said. Like many customers, Brewer said he especially enjoys the weekly specials Wednesday through Saturday, especially the Royal Beef on Thursdays. I'll eat all I can before January 13th, and I wish Han a happy retirement. He deserves it, he said. 
One ingredient Han Lo says helped their restaurant greatly is a hardworking younger staff. He is quick to credit his team, without whom he said he could not have run the restaurant for so long. We treat our employees like family, Teresa said. We have several on staff who work while on break from school, and they come back even though they can make more money elsewhere. We can't pay a lot, but I think they like it here because of the atmosphere, she said. While food industry workers often create high turnover, several of the current staffers have worked there for up to five years or more. Chelsea Brown, 20, said the end of her five-year work history at the restaurant will open up more opportunity to pursue a legal career, as now she maintains a legal assistant job. Starting when the Shady Brook Mall featured more stores, the Lowe's began in 1990 as May's Oriental Cafeteria, later moving out of the mall and then purchasing the Snowbiz Shaved Ice business to create extra summer business. They settled into their current location with the current name in 1998. We have good memories from being at the mall, Teresa said. I don't know how we made it all these years. While people and atmosphere contribute to a steady workplace for some, customers might agree that there are very few places to buy a full three-item dinner for around seven bucks. Their ever-popular chicken on a stick can also be added to any entree for only $1.50, with other individually priced items like egg rolls near the same low price. Walk and Grill recently earned a score of 100 on its health inspection by the Tennessee Department of Health. Profit has never driven our motivation, Teresa said. It definitely didn't make us rich, and it has been a surprise for us to have it this long. It was supposed to be an adventure for when we retired, but somewhere along the way, people helped it become what it is now, she said. After serving customers for so long, Teresa said it is time for a rest, though she is quick to say this does not mean retirement for her, though it might for Han. When asking what was next, Teresa said that she and her husband still plan to host many events at the Cypress Barn on Miller Lake. The wedding venue has become somewhat of a hopping spot for evening events with live music and dancing. Teresa said it's possible they might change their minds one day and want to return to the place that cooks up the rarest of recipes, a successful restaurant that lasts for 30 years. The 32-year-old Chinese food eatery plans to serve its final meal on January 13th. Until the doors shut for good, Teresa Lowe said the staff will keep the restaurant open each day until the food runs out. And this has meant closing an hour or two some days. You just never know, Teresa said. We might just come back. Murray County Water Systems and Columbia Power and Water Systems continues to address water main breaks around Murray County. However, they reported via social media that they are not experiencing any loss in system pressure, which could lead to a boil water notice. The current warmer and drier weather offers an opportunity for Murray County Water Systems and Columbia Power and Water to notice any wet areas that may represent leaks that could lead to service interruptions. Residents are asked to report any leaks so they can be repaired before this weekend when rain is expected. Leaks can be undetectable in rainfall. The warmer weather also means residents no longer need to drip faucets. You can report a leak to Murray County Water System at 931-381-8900 or to Columbia Power and Water Systems at 931-388-4833. Today, December 30th, Chipotle Mexican Grill opens its first ever location in Columbia, The new Chipotle is located at 610 South James M. Campbell Boulevard, just 10 minutes from Columbia's historic downtown square. 
The location will even feature a Chipotle lane, a drive through pickup lane that allows customers to pick up digital orders without leaving their cars. The new Columbia Chipotle will be open every day from 10.45 a.m. to 10 p.m. The first five people in line receive complimentary Chipotle goods merchandise. Guests who sign up for Chipotle Rewards will receive free chips and guac after their first purchase. Chipotle is hiring at the new Columbia location and across the U.S. There are an average of 25 jobs per location with competitive benefits, including a crew bonus with the opportunity to earn an extra month's worth of pay each year, a debt-free college degree program, and English as a second language, and access to mental health care for employees and their families. You can learn more by visiting www.chipotle.com forward slash careers. The power of social media can be a double-edged sword, but this Christmas season, the sword was turned upward for a group of Murray County men. With temperatures reaching negative numbers last Thursday through Saturday, a shelter became vital for survival among those in the local homeless community. Four unhoused men who frequent Cabin Coffee on James Campbell Boulevard found that found out that Murray County's Christmas spirit is still shining bright after a Facebook post led them to them being able to have a warm place to stay for a whole week. Some of our baristas noticed these men coming in every day and then would see them later at places around town asking for help, Cabin Coffee owner Brad Harib said. They decided they wanted to help with the weather that we might that we knew was coming. I put it out there on social media, and the community went above and beyond, he said. They were open to help. Some people in their situation don't like to accept help, but they wanted it, and so we were able to do this for them, he said. The spirit of both the employees and Murray County community allowed Harib to make sure the men not only had lodging for an unprecedented cold wave over the weekend, but also had options for food as well. It grew so fast, and we were able to get them a hotel room in town for seven days and two rooms. We took the amount we had left over and bought some gift cards to restaurants and fast food so they would have something to eat, he said. A simple post on social media was quickly shared across different groups, and the response was overwhelmingly positive. I put the initial post on Facebook and walked away because I was busy running the shop. I didn't think about it for about an hour, Harib said. Some of the young staff members who were concerned and care about the men asked me how about how the post was doing. So I looked at my Venmo, and it had exploded to a point where after two hours, we had to shut it down. Once the men learned they would have a place to stay, they were elated to know they would not be scavenging for a place to sleep in the freezing weather. These men sleep in tents and in broken-down vehicles. That wasn't going to be a viable option last weekend, Harib said. I drove them over to the hotel, and on the drive over, they were so giddy, I could hear them saying how great it would be to lay their head on a real pillow and have a warm bed, he said. Harib said this has been a wonderful experience and lesson for his staff, but also for the community. We are 100% about being a good community member and caring for people. These guys may be down on their luck, but they're members of our community, and we have to look out for and make, make sure they're not outside in this freezing weather, he said. A lot of my staff are high school students, and they are getting to see, in real time, the people of Murray County reaching out to care for its own. And it has been a beautiful thing, he said. The Murray County Commission met last week to approve a resolution that would increase the setbacks from industrial and manufacturing uses by extending the distance from the shoreline of the Duck River where people are allowed to build. During the special called meeting, commissioners voted to increase the distance by 1,000 feet. 
Currently, there are three zoning categories, with each having a different type of commercial use. The M2 Heavy Industrial District and M3 Special Industrial District permit certain industrial and manufacturing types of uses, some as by-right uses and some as special exception uses, the resolution reads. There is currently some overlap between these two districts with regards to the permitted uses. After reviewing the districts and their current standards, the resolution states there was not sufficient safeguards against degradation of the county's waterways. The review of these districts and their current standards also revealed inadequate setbacks and protections of the uses and related building and structures from karst features, such as sinkholes, the resolution states. Though some members stated the resolution should be sent back to the Planning Commission, others disagreed. District 11 Commissioner Gwyn Evans, who has been on the Planning Commission for 16 years, said the resolution has already been discussed at length for months. If you postpone this and send it back tonight, we're looking at 12 to 18 months before anything can be done definitively, Evans said. I've been doing this for a long time, and I've seen this board shoot things down with no real alternative, he said. District 8 Commissioner Gabe Howard said the resolution is being presented too fast. No one in this room that's presented anything today is an environmentalist that has given us any concrete information that the number is 1,000, Howard said. I don't know if the number is 500, but I do know it needs to be slowed down so we can speed up and do things in the right way, he said. Efforts to decrease the number from 1,000 feet to 500 feet ultimately failed to pass by one vote. The commission plans to readdress the issue in their next meeting in the first of the new year, which is scheduled for January 17th of 2023. And now your hometown memorials sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. William Randall Evitz, 55, died Monday, December 26th at his residence in Columbia. A celebration of life will be conducted at a later date. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have considerable cloudiness today with occasional rain showers later. The high will reach 63 degrees with winds out of the south-southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The chance of rain, 40%. Tonight, we can expect more clouds and showers with thunderstorms possible. The low will be 57 degrees with winds out of the south at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 60%.
For your New Year's weekend forecast, we can expect more clouds and rain with peaks of sunshine on Sunday. Monday will run the full gamut of clouds, rain, and sun. The highs this weekend will be into the high 60s and the lows anywhere between the low 40s on Saturday night to around 60 degrees on Monday night. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Here we go. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello friends, this is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you've given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, tennesseechildrenshome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Throughout the country, buried pipelines are indicated by a pipeline right-of-way. A long, wide stretch of grass cleared of trees and marked with signs. If you have a right-of-way near your home, do not plant anything in it or dig in it. Do not install a fence or build your kids a super cool fort without first getting the pipeline operator's approval. For more on pipeline safety, visit pipesafety.org. A message from the Tennessee Gas Association, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. 
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. November's unemployment numbers improved in a majority of Tennessee's 95 counties, according to newly released data from the Tennessee Department of Labor and Workforce Development. 62 counties experienced a drop in jobless rates during November when compared to the previous month. The rates remained the same in 25 counties and increased slightly in the remaining eight counties. Nearly every county in Tennessee logged an unemployment rate below 5%. Only three counties marked rates exceeding 5%, but under 10%. Williamson, Moore, and Cheatham counties each had a rate of 2.5% in November, the lowest in the state. Williamson County's rate increased by 0.1 of a percentage point compared to October's revised figure, while Cheatham and Moore counties each saw rates decline by 0.1 of a percentage point. With rates of 2.6%, Wilson, Rutherford, and Sumner counties had the next lowest November unemployment rate in Tennessee. Sumner County's rate went down by 0.2 of a percentage point. Rutherford County's rate dropped by 0.1 of a percentage point, and the number for Wilson County was unchanged. Bledsoe County's November unemployment rate of 5.3% was the highest in the state and mirrored its rate from October. Perry and Scott Counties had the next highest rates for November. At 5%, Scott Scott County's figure declined by 0.2 of a percentage point, and Perry County's rate decreased by 0.1 of a percentage point for the month. Tennessee's statewide seasonally adjusted unemployment rate for November remained unchanged from October's rate of 3.5%. County unemployment rates are not seasonally adjusted to account for different seasonal impacts on the workforce. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story of the year. It's hard to believe we will be saying goodbye to 2022 this weekend as Columbia and the rest of the world ring in the new year, but it's sure to be a blast. Columbia will blast off into the new year with its always popular tradition of gathering on the square for Center of Hope's annual Mule Drop. While the big moment will be happening as the clock strikes 12, this year's event will kick off at 8 p.m. with an assortment of fun activities. This includes live music, food trucks, as well as an opportunity to shop among downtown Columbia's unique local small businesses. 
Chief Smiley Ricks and the Seatown Specials are also set to perform starting at 11.45 p.m. The 2023 Mule Drop Wells by Center of Hope is also a free, family-friendly event in which all are invited, whether you are a local regular or here visiting to see what kind of a massive downtown Columbia event is all about. And when it comes to New Year's Eve, the city goes all out. Downtown Columbia won't be the only place celebrating the big day this Saturday, with many local restaurants, bars, and establishments hosting their own special 2023 parties. The Mule House, located at 812 South High Street, will ring in the new year, 70s style, by hosting a Saturday night fever-themed dance party. The event, which starts at 7 p.m. on Saturday, will include a champagne toast at midnight, followed by a balloon drop and a night of dancing under the disco ball. You can purchase tickets, which range from $50 to $175, by visiting www.themulehouse.com. That winds up the year 2022 on Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM, WKRM Radio. We appreciate you listening to us all year long. I'll be back next year to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a happy new year.